Hello, party people of the world. How's it going? It's been a fit minute. Danny VNCR and uh, Evan Halfman, a.k.a. Red Llama, here with the first cut. Today is uh, March 17th. Uh, happy St. Patty's Day to all who celebrate. And uh, to those who don't, um, happy 17th, I guess. Um, <clears throat> today we're uh, with a very interesting, very interesting one. Uh, very interesting genre, I guess. Kind of rambling. Um, ooh, Evan, what is it? Mm, dungeon synth. Dungeon synth. Yeah. So I'll say <clears throat> right off the bat, um, dungeon synth. Not really my ish. Um, not a big fan of it. I mean, some of it is all right, but uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna be a little more along for the ride on this one. Much like Evan was for R and B, but uh, without further ado, Evan, why don't you why don't you tell us uh, tell us a little bit about Dungeon Synth? Dungeon Synth, okay. So, <clears throat> I find uh, find Dungeon Synth to be sort of an an interesting uh, sort of niche phenomenon. Uh, one thing that that I found interesting, like that's uh, sort of a very recent. Uh, uh, sort of discovery of mine was that uh, I'd been going for probably more than a year maybe a couple years sort of listening to Dungeon Synth here and there thinking that it was just this like very recent uh, sort of just fast trend uh, in some you know just the underground black metal or drone or whatever kind of scene you know, just like on Bandcamp or whatever on the internet, kind of like what Vaporwave was in a way, or Vaporwave still is, I guess, in a way. But uh, it's pretty interesting to discover that Dungeon Synth actually has quite a an extensive heritage in uh, in, and this is just me, just like really like uh, maybe there might be some people out there listening to this like, wow, yeah, it was, that's obvious, like, um, but maybe I'm just showing my my humility that I there's a lot about music I don't know but uh, uh, yeah so it kind of um, uh, took off and like took off is the wrong word never really took off but it definitely had a a market in like the late 80s early 90s was when uh, uh, bands particular like European bands and uh, like Scandinavian bands like, I think, for instance, like Burzum was a good example of a fellow who uh, was doing black metal, but was really interested in like fantasy lore and uh, that kind of thing, and wanted to make an atmospheric sort of musical piece with like synthetic instruments. And so, there are lots of old old examples of this type of music that that are out there and I, I think that's that's interesting that it's that's older it's certainly I doubt this video will get very many clicks because it's definitely a very obscure uh, and divisive genre we'll see some of our more <clears throat> obscure and divisive genres have actually had the most clicks oddly yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll say my two cents on Dungeon Synth uh, could be summarized. Watch out. Mm -hmm. The wire. Sorry, I set my beer down on a cable and it was not a good thing. Um, my two cents on Dungeon Synth could be summarized uh, by a quote that I made in episode two, which I'll go ahead and play real quick. Here's, here's my feelings on it. Uh, you ever been fingered at a medieval times? Well, imagine that, but in your headphones. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's kind of just how, um, how I've viewed Dungeon Synth, um, forever. But we'll see if that changes today. I didn't say anything. Just kidding. It was, it was, it was edited in. I'm joking. Goodness. You ruined the magic. Joking. But without further ado, Evan, let's say we go ahead and... And split right on into this log, huh? Yeah, well, maybe I'll uh, give just a, a short 
not that anyone cares, but a little preface into the into the list. So, I guess just to put this in a real quick nutshell. So, I think Dungeon Synth, I guess, and at least it's very, like, um, superficial uh, form, or it's umbrella form, I guess. Uh, generally, I see, like, two different paths. One is, like, the, the really, like, um, uh, sort of, like, uh, I don't want to say cheesy, but, yeah, cheesy, um, like, overproduced and, like, almost funny, like, uh, like, fake acoustic instruments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the, the stuff that is more attached to, like, um, dark ambient and drone. So I think I've kind of put together... I've put together four things here that uh, I think two of which are more of the ambient stuff and then two of which are a little bit more of the other stuff. And I think um, it's certainly not going to be like a, oh, these these things hit the nail right on the head. Sure. But I, I think they're just good, just nice examples. And they're pleasing to me, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, so with that being said, uh, one thing real quick before we jump in uh as of the next episode so episode 10 this is episode 9 i'm pretty sure no i'm sorry this is episode 10 as of episode 11 the first cut will have a new home on its own channel uh the first cut on youtube i'll be uh providing a link in the description of all so you can go uh subscribe there um as well and we will not be uh, uploading to the Danny VNCR page anymore. It'll be exclusively there. So if you want to keep up on everything that is the first cut, you'll want to make sure to uh, go to the new channel. Um, yes, and hopefully by the next episode, we'll have our our own new uh, backing backing theme song. So with that being said, let's get right on into this thing, shall we? Sure. All right. Okay, thanks for bearing with us, people. So, our first pick today, we are going to be starting with, um, fucking Moldipony? I don't know, Moldipony? I'm going to say Moldipony because it sounds better, and uh, it's fun to say. This is their album, uh, The Lord of Time, and their song, Introduction in Time and Ages. As you can see, we got a, we got a nice little album art with, uh, with Aldia. Scholar of the First Sin from uh, from Dark Souls 2. Evan, would you like to go ahead and get us started on, um, you know, of the course. Lord? Okay. Yes. So, uh, mold, mold de pony. Yeah. So, however that's said. They're French. Um, they're French. So, so, I, uh, is everyone, or those who care enough to, pay attention um know my sort of tactic for picking these uh, you know curating these lists uh tends to be uh like purely aesthetic based like as in like um album artwork and like general like formatting and sequencing of like songs and stuff like that and just like sort of the way it looks first and all that um and so Obviously, so uh, one thing that should be very known is that in this household, in the natural cut casa, mm-hmm. um, one thing that's very important is uh, is Dark Souls and sort of the Soul series in general. It's, yes, um, it's, I uh, I endorse that statement as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a very like not like not even exaggerating or trying to be funny like it's actually like a very important uh, I mean I know it is for for Daniel but it is it is a very very cherished uh religious experience national treasure here in our our uh NCR household so um so when I you know start piecing this list together this is not one of the first ones I saw, but certainly when I saw this, I was like, okay, cool. And we got uh, Dark Souls 2 here on the front cover. It's very, very interesting. Um, and uh, so <clears throat> I uh, yeah, I wanted to jump into it. And 
uh, yeah, I, I kind of like, I guess, so like I'd said with, with regard to, you know, having these two separate sort of camps of dungeon synth, like dungeon ambient, dungeon synth, whatever, uh, this one's, this one's definitely on the ambient side, uh, so, you know, I'm going to try to alternate, but, uh, what I like that this, this album does, uh, is that, well, I'm like probably stuttering a lot because I'm trying to like let the music breathe a little bit, but I think you'll probably be forgiven for that. I'm just going to say, well, yeah, yeah. So, um, as we get a little bit later into this, uh, this journey, uh, we start to, uh, play around more with like acoustic drums. And I think it's really neat sounding sort of the way that like, um, like these synth instruments and like these synth pads sound with these like big sounding acoustic drums. And like, it, I guess, <laughs> mainly reminded me of like old, old porcupine tree, like. Um, yeah, you're talking like, um, like some up the downstair era, or like yeah. sky move sideways. Yeah, that's not that kind of stuff where it's just like these huge pieces. Oh, of... here we go. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody who has not listened to the sky move sideways, I was like, that's, that's an interesting album name, and uh, you're kind of digging on this. Please do yourself a favor, go listen to that. It's an absolutely incredible album. Yeah, I could just hear like Stephen Wilson's voice just like popping over the top of this. Yeah. It's a We lost the skyline. Yeah, anyways. So so yeah, like I'm like definitely yeah, this 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 does something for me and I, and I like it. I think it's I think it's unique and um uh Yeah, I just I think it's just good. I mean uh, I'm not gonna say like oh it's like extravagant, but I mean it's it's very like humble and just like it has a neat, simple aesthetic and just plays to it. So now, my big thing, um, I'll say in listening to this, <clears throat> is that this is um, resoundingly separate from what my definition of Dungeon Synth has been. However, um, I am noticing immediately that that is one of their tags. Um, so I, you know, I will openly admit that I guess it's entirely possible that, you know, I've, I've heard three, four, five, however many examples of Dungeons and, and they were all just really cheesy <laughs> at the, uh, <clears throat> at the bare bones corny of what it is. We're going to have some of that. That's the fun stuff. Nice. <laughs> um, but you know, I think there's a huge point to be said for the, like that kind of unfortunately is a lot of what Bandcamp is and honestly that if, if it hasn't been stated before and honestly I'm sure it has but if it hasn't been stated before I can't overstate that that was the, ins- the inspiration for why Evan and I made this podcast from the beginning to begin with was how many nights we would spend listening to just absolutely innumerous amounts of artists on Bandcamp and go, wow, this guy really sucks. This one really sucks. This artist really sucks. I wish I could just find some good black metal or some good this or that or whatever. And, you know, we always would, but it's such a chore wading through all of the crap, to be quite honest, and um, I know, you know, I usually try to keep everything upbeat and positive for the most part, but um, there's a lot of not good music on, on Bandcamp, to be quite frank. Um, and that was a huge reason that we started this list was to try and find artists that or not this list. Well, I guess this list, too, but this podcast in general was to find artists that we thought were really stellar who were probably getting completely bogged down in the uh, countless weights 
of bad music and try and make lists where we say, hey, but you know, these guys are really good. If you've tried to find good metal, good black metal uh, on Bandcamp and you just absolutely can't, here's some great black metal or here's some great uh, dark ambient or here's some great dungeon synth. Um, and that was the whole point, really, was not only to try and shine a light on these artists that were great for the sake of the artists and hopefully help them out at least a little bit, but also to show that there really are good artists on Bandcamp. There's a lot of them, in fact. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I mean, certainly. Um, uh, Did I just kind of, like, foreshadow that black metal is now, like, forcibly going to be our next episode? Perhaps. Uh, we'll, we'll see. If no, by the episode yeah, I'm yeah. married to it, we'll see. But <laughs> I was going to say, maybe, uh, maybe it's... I don't want to <laughs> scare uh, yeah. anyone away with, like... with like Because, sort of, I think, like, uh, uh, Dungeon Synth and Dark Ambient and this kind of stuff is, like, so married with the black, in- black metal uh, sort of sound that I wouldn't want... Yeah, I like to keep it fresh and interesting every Yeah. Every well, time. there for sure will be a black metal list oh, yeah. eventually. Of course. But, uh, but yeah, we'll see what the next episode brings. Love that. I just love the way that sounds. It's awesome. Yeah. Indeed. In fact, it, it like listening through headphones now, like, it sounds, it sounds synthetic, but like, it has like, it has like that huge, like, like compressed like pop and snare sound mm-hmm. I just love the way that sounds like thick just a thick nice smack to it mm-hmm. um with just these pads in the background it's just so cool it just like sounds like 90s like just, just old um you know n- new prog or whatever you want to call it um and yeah it's just cool I like this and so naturally, the song is coming to an end, so it'd be a good segue to the next artist. All right. So on to the next artist. Okay. Pick number two today, we have <clears throat> Draumar and Ein Wintermarchen. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not really German enough to be the authority of Märchen, Märchen, Ein Wintermärchen. I don't know. Please, okay. please don't. I don't I'll, give, I'll, I'll, I'll put our address in the link if you want to come and crucify Evan and I. <laughs> but this is, um, I think, just tries. It's just track one. Yeah, just track one. Look at that. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that means the winter march. But uh, yeah, the track one. Let's uh, let's get dang old into it, Evan. Yes. Um. So I, I don't know if I have like. A whole lot of like really Whoa. interesting stuff to say on this. Um, it was kind of like it was one of like the later picks, probably like probably if not like the last pick. That's a big open. Um, again, I know I sound like a broken record, but yeah, the, the aesthetic thing—it just draws me in. I, I just love that kind of artwork with that like that sort of typeface and just black and white. It's just very beautiful. It looks reminds me of like some um, like. Uh, some just old like black and white landscape photography like uh, um, Ansel Adams or something like that and uh, I just find it very beautiful and it, so it was, it was kind of tough like putting together this list I think because I think there is like such a serious amount of of uh, stuff under the dungeon synth tab that um, which the tab you know you have to sort of dig for it but the stuff that's under there that's that's like most of it is like more dark ambient than anything else and so like when I saw like this album cover I'm like please please be like more like I guess more driven and not you know not so ambient which this is fairly ambient obviously as you can tell from the start but I think like it, it doesn't sound um, as droning, so I think it has like it has a nice <laughs> like almost sci-fi quality to it, but applied to 
the the sort of well like like the banner says about the sound of mysticism it just sounds like mm-hmm. yeah. like 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 synthetic mysticism it's just a really neat sort of unique cyber wizard yeah like well yeah like I, I, See, just, I was gonna say electric wizard but I was like well <laughs> yeah I, that's what I've always like liked about dungeon synth I've always found it like similar to vaporwave in the way that it's just like it's just like these weird meldings of of disparate sort of genres and aesthetics that that go together that are just like it's like you know the ice cream and pizza thing or whatever you know it's just like sure you wouldn't think it would work but you know here it is and have I think you ever had ice cream and pizza um back when i was a an omnivore oh fair enough <laughs> so i've never I, had that i guess i could still technically do that but it'd be like cashew ice cream and <laughs> Vegan pizza. Vegan pizza. I'm a vegan, by the way. Anyone who didn't know that. Yeah. Evan's a vegan, which means that he only eats um, bread. Yeah. Only gluten. That's right. (laughs) Um, He only eats uh, uh, wood elves. Yeah. (laughs) Wood elves, yes. Of course. Hence why we're listening to this. It's great nom music for wood elves. Um, So, uh, well, I, I think... One thing that I was I was trying to find, well, this doesn't really have to do with with this music though. I, I think it's fitting to just speak over this music. Mm-hmm. It's agreeable, but uh, um, proceed. Is I was looking for like the the Tolkien esque sort of work. Something something to listen to while you're reading the Silmarillion. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean, gotcha. <laughs> well, I, I made a a very a very. Um, big confession earlier about about uh, Dark Souls and, and the Souls games being a very heavy influence on me, but uh, here I'm going to go full god-tier nerd and yeah, yeah, like Lord of the Rings. This is and, where I actually have to uh, dip out, because I am <clears throat> and I know I'm going to get crucified for this eventually. Uh, I am not a fan of the Lord of the Rings and the greater works of uh, Mr... Sir Tolkien, I've uh, I've never read the books. To be fair, actually, it's not true. I read The Hobbit, but um, not really a fan. Yeah, well, I think the, the thing I love about about Tolkien so much is that like The Hobbit and The Silmarillion and The Lord of the Rings, they're all like completely different in tone. Like The Silmarillion That's reads true. like an old Bible. <laughs> the Hobbit is very very different from The, the Hobbit. Lord of the definitely Rings. has a way more like adventure feel which is which is great is, i mean that's what it's about it is very interesting though how massively different the book is from the movie because like actually come to think of it i i actually liked the book of the hobbit but mm-hmm. the movies were a little um over the top i think well then there's the high frame rate stuff that i think was kind of i mean i didn't mind that strange but... i think a strange choice um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a film frame rate um, purist, traditionalist. I uh, just feel like 24 frames per second is uh, is where that, yeah. that sort of thing should. Stay. Should pro- probably reel in. We're getting way off track That's from cool. music. It's cool. It's whatever, bro. Okay. So, um, uh, yeah, this music is nice. Um. Yes. The trains. Yeah. What do you have to say there, uh, Mr. Train? It's the only unfortunate thing of not being able to make these in a genuine studio is uh, all of the noise, all of the frogs croaking and the and the trains. Yes. It's actually very late while we're recording this. Yes. Um, it is actually. Yes, it sure is. Um, that being said, what were you, what were you getting on with the whole? You're getting on the Tolkien stuff. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I just love uh, love Lord of the Rings, and like that's. I couldn't actually find anything that because there certainly is like a strong subgenre of dungeon synth that's based on. Uh, 
Tolkien works. And uh, mm-hmm. I would have loved to find something that I liked, but there just wasn't anything I think that was worth my time. Um, but I think like this shots fit. fired. Yeah, pretty much. Kidding, I'm kidding. Balls in your court. Yeah. Whoever. Whoa! Great. What it's on earth? Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. And now it's like, what? Anyways, I doubt anyone cares. <laughs> um, no, it's dope. So Dude. like, yeah, it's just I'm just speaking in circles. I think it's probably time to move on, but let's do this for a couple more seconds. Yeah. All right. I guess this could be a nice uh, uh, foreshadowing of the Black Metal episode. Yeah, which will not be the next episode. Which will not be the next one. Um, but for it will happen of, eventually. For the sake of breath. Yeah, for real. Uh, I'll say, too, for anyone uh, keeping keeping score at home, um, man, we haven't done a drinking game in a while. I don't want to do that this episode because it's too late, but we should totally do that on the next episode. For real. Um, but <laughs> there, there will be a vaporwave episode eventually too. That is actually one thing I will say before we move on that uh, Evan and I actually both have a very great respect for. That um, you know the world kind of seemed to take uh, it as an overall joke, and I think you know as as a greater whole, it kind of was. But that's also I think kind of what was so great about it was how serious and how like. Um, just overall, or not, not serious. Sorry, um, I uh, I may have had a bit too much to drink, fam. But how um, how s- just kind of um, he's been drinking old duels, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I've been drinking water. <laughs> I'm distracted by how much I have to pay. If anyone wonders, I'm drinking a Modelo Chelada. No one cares. But um, someone out there cares. Someone yeah, out there someone. Likes. Someone's like, what's the sound of that can? I'm gonna bet Modelo. Oh, I was right. Um, Modelo Especial. Anyways. Um, God damn you, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, Vaporwave. It's uh, it's pretty cool. We'll do a list on it eventually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's going to be one of those ones that... Uh, yeah. You'll, kn- you'll know that one before it happens. I'll just say yeah. that. Very much like Dungeons and... Okay, so that being said, Evan, shall we move on? Let's move on. Let's Probably. do it. Okay, lovely people, for the third pick of the evening, we have Consolidate by Anthony, Anth- Anthony, okay. <laughs> Anthony Linnell. Hey, look, this one's available on cassette. <laughs> yep, yeah, we're going to live that one down. And this is, uh, oh, let me start with the actual first song, Royal Island. From Stockholm, Sweden, huh? Mm. All right. Okay, Anthony Linnell. Um... <clears throat> So yeah, this is uh, this is one I really really like a lot in like a lot of ways. In fact, I would say so. I have basically like two top picks. Um, I have none because I haven't reviewed any of these. Well, in in that I have two top picks in that. Again, like I've said about the separate branches of the sound, um, like this would be the top pick for the ambient sound, mm-hmm. um, and that's for multitude of reasons one um <clears throat> like look at that album cover that's great it's amazing I do it's like it so like ominous and just strange and I think it's just like so just Scandinavian it's just like <clears throat> like yeah this one obviously being sort of more ambient it's uh you know it takes some getting into so Perhaps this is one that I'd strongly recommend going and listening to yourself. Um, as I would everything, but this one particularly. Um, but, um, yeah, the, sort of the, those, if it weren't for a couple of things, this would, this would be probably just like a drone work, which there's, you know, no problem with that, but I think there's, there's some interesting um, uh, sort of sound uh, sound things going on with this piece that I think really lends to 
its sort of synthesis as a dungeon synth, dungeon ambient work. And uh, uh, I think particularly like, and this can be just heard throughout, it's just like this sort of this like melancholy drone that, that pulses throughout I think like perfectly captures like this uh, that like lonely Swede sort of melancholy yeah, it's been a while since I've heard that phrase <laughs> that like Scandinavian like snowy uh, just bleak sound and like I think I don't know why I haven't said that word this whole episode but bleak bleak, like bleak is like yeah that, that when i'm listening to music ever of any kind like bleak is what i want to hear like if really like bleak is just like i think bleak and bleakness is just a very important what if you're listening to pop music uh i hate pop music. <laughs> <laughs> um, bleak pop music would be kind of cool though yeah that'd be like uh, some like morrissey or something maybe. yeah i guess so <laughs> um Though I guess that's more like lyrically bleak, and yeah, you know, like yeah, true. Be like aesthetically bleak. Yeah, pretty interesting, yeah. But um, uh, bleak doesn't sell. You need you need sex to sell. You know? True that. True that. And sex isn't bleak. Hey, uh, uh, do you want to uh, do you want to up our our uh, <clears throat> our views and uh, and have some sex going on in here? Yeah. Yeah, put some uh, put some bajingas on the on the cover of this uh, on the on the thumbnail. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be funny though. Mm. <clears throat> Man, I'm just embarrassing myself all day. What did I just call bajingas? That's the dumbest. You did thing say bajingas. That was a yeah. That was awful. I just don't want to call them just like boobs or tits. It makes you sound like a weird slob. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You could always just yeah. I was gonna say. Whenever I don't want to sound like an asshole, I'll just say breasts. Boobs just sound so weird. <laughs> okay, we're getting way off topic now. Um, Jesus. So, <clears throat> you touched on it for a second. I'm sorry uh, for anyone who's like not into it. Like, just bear with us. You touched on it for a second. Mm-hmm. Could you could use some more? <laughs> but, uh, no, um... <laughs> No, I was going to say, you touched on it for a second, the, the Lonely Swede. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably a resounding amount of people uh, who have no fucking clue what you're talking about. Um, and maybe even some who might hear that and think that that's some kind of like weird pejorative or something. Uh, could, you, could you describe to the lovely people what uh, the Lonely Swede is and what it means to you? Well, the Lonely Swede, I guess, when I, I think of like the, the sound... I think of uh, so I mean this is obviously I mean this could be totally subjective to like anyone's interpretation but the way I see it is like um, so let me put it this way Steve, Stephen Wilson and uh, Mikhail Ockerfeld from Opeth they had this project they did with each other uh, a few years back maybe five years ago or something like that where they called Storm Corrosion Storm Corrosion and uh and on this album, like they like sort of they kind of got together because they wanted to capture this this very specific sound of like like to get technical about it like heavy reverb like um, sort of um, like rolled off like high EQ and like low EQ and like have this like really rounded out like like um, electric guitar sound typically like mm-hmm. uh, electric guitar and. Um, uh, like uh, just you know, various acoustic instruments, but like very like um, again bleak and uh, you know minimal sounds and like yes. so anyone you know who's interested at all like yeah, please go, go listen go to Storm Corrosion. Storm Corrosion is like it be- <laughs> like I think perfectly captures what I'm trying to like sloppily say. Here. They had a, they had a pretty big song that they made a cool music video to off that album called Drag Ropes. Uh, yeah. Very easy to find, very good song, gives you a good taste while not going balls deep into it. Um, yeah, do that. Drag mm-hmm. Ropes on YouTube uh, by Storm Corrosion. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. So I think to capture that lonely, sweet sound, if 
If you're that listening, was, that to, was a term that they coined, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. So to be fair, Mikhail Ackerfeld uh, of <laughs> Opeth is the lonely Swede. He is Swedish. Yeah, yeah, he's Swedish. So I think to like, if you want to know if what you're listening to or what you're making captures that sound, close your eyes, and if you see yourself walking like huddled with like a thin jacket on through a very, very like. Um, like snowy desert like like dusk <clears throat> day, you know um, the sun's going down on a well yeah well yeah like a like a like a, a boreal yeah uh, s- snow valley um, and you're walking through and just you hear all you hear is the wind and the crunching of your footsteps like that's like the <laughs> the sort of image that is supposed to be conjured in your mind um, by a lonely Swede yeah, so th- I think that's that's sort of a uh, been an impressionable, uh, um, I guess, sort of thing I've always looked up to in making my own music as well. If anyone's interested, in. I'm sure we'll have more to say on that in the next couple of episodes yeah. as your album draws nearer to a. I got a record coming out, by the way. You sure does. Do you want to plug that now, or do you want to plug it when it's closer? Or do you want to just plug it forever? Well, I'll just I'll just plug it now and say it's uh, maybe you got another uh, couple months of work, um, and then you know seven months of PR. Seven months of PR. <laughs> um, no, it'll be it'll be a while, but not that long. And these are these are a bunch of songs that actually um, have to do with with fire, and um, and sort of not not, not lit- always literally, but. Like the exact opposite of what uh, we're talking about. Like, yeah. So, anyways, that's probably about as much as I want to plug. But mm. um, they're they're all acoustic, um, very minimal overdubs. Anyways, so back to this music. Yeah, this is just more on that to come. Very very beautiful, um, very minimal and um, very synthetic, <laughs> which which I like because I I, I know that. <laughs> Anyone who listens to the Dark Ambient podcast will will call me a hypocrite because I'm contradicting myself. Because, what did you say in that one? Because I, well, I said in that one that like, oh, when I listen to Dark Ambient, I want to hear acoustic sounds and I don't like synthetic sounds. But mm, I, that's I, th- right. I think it's a mood thing that. to me. Actually, I've thought more. I've ruminated on on this. Well, and, let's let's also let's also say too, we've been doing this this show for like, geez, it's been almost a year, I think. Um. And, you know, as you and I listen to music and discover more about music, our tastes and our opinions change. They mature. Um, So it's, you know, something you said on episode two of this podcast while we're on episode, what, 10 now? That was a long time ago. And it's not to say that, you know, you didn't say it and you didn't think that, but it's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Your opinions changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my opinions have changed. I well, I think one thing that happened with me specifically is I started actually playing around with like synthetic instruments with like a MIDI controller, and I, I just I don't know why I, I never kind of gave that the time of day because I think there's a lot of really interesting possibilities, and I I was always such a, for a long time a snob about. Uh, um, music having to be acoustic or else it's just not as sincere as it could be but I think just synth instruments just have it's just another world to explore you've always been kind of a snob to be fair oh yeah hell yeah I've been a snob for sure yeah that wasn't even really a joke as much as it was just a <coughs> kind of mean spirited thing to say that was kind of true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so maybe just play this out for a little bit here and then just move on to the next topic yeah oh man we're gonna miss out on baptism by fire that's That's okay for sure Last pick is the goofiest album cover I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I would not have thought that was goofy until you pointed out how like small the horses are. <laughs> That's funny. 
Okay. But I'm not I'm not trying to talk shit. It's just it's <laughs> it's a funny album cover to me. I'm not saying the music is bad. I'm not saying it's a bad album cover. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, this is like a an old painting too. So I mean this yeah, obviously the person who made it is not alive to um take your criticism in a wrong way or anything. They they're very much deceased. Mm-hmm. So that being said, this is the Canterbury Tales by Chaucerian Myth. Okay. From from Greensboro, North Carolina. Chaucerian myth. So this this is a, a big one to talk about. So I uh, have some splaining to do. Yeah, this is certainly uh, more in what I had been uh, formerly. Yeah, th- this is mentioning. like this is definitely like the tip of the iceberg dungeon. Since to be like this is like the the sort of epitome of the sound. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Sure. But this one, I'm doing an injustice by like because I know. Part of the reason of doing these lists is to like have the top pick be something that's like maybe um, really like I had to dig for. Chaucerian Myth is like definitely one of the more popular, if not like one of the most popular, dungeon synth uh, acts. So what um, you're saying is you're a fucking hack and no one should listen to you. But I just I couldn't resist because I I love this so much. I, I just love so much about it. Like for I mean for one. As I said, this is sort of the other side of the coin. This is like, um, this is where it's not so much the ambient drone stuff, which there is a lot of that. There is a lot of like, um, like sort of groove building and stuff like that. But, uh, it's generally, the sound is more based around, um, these, like, I'll just straight up say just super cheesy, um, just synthesized, just har- you know, uh, what is it like? Uh, you know, harps, like sounds like an auto harp, and then like just all these like flutes and just before, before we get and- before we get too far down the path, can we make a point to say that that cheesy and goofy are not necessarily negative terms? No, yeah, certainly to me, no way. Like ever since I got really into vaporwave, I realized that I love a like cheesy aesthetic mm-hmm. like I love how like playful it, it can be and how much it can seem because like I guess just I mean because come on like I would never have thought like years ago that because I mean I, I've read the Canterbury Tales and I haven't like really poured over it or, or studied it um, I sure haven't uh, and I think it's an incredible incredible work of literature for sure <laughs> absolutely like even to this day I think is very influential is there a relation to how every song is someone's tale yeah yeah that's what the, the book is just made up of Got a it. bunch of different tales um <clears throat> and uh so this is like a three and a half hour long record which is whoa a lot to sit through what um, I'll, I mean I'll admit I, I really haven't like listened to it don't yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't I'd Spoiler, be lying if I said we're gonna be listening to the whole thing yeah. right now <laughs> strap in Motherfuckers, <laughs> and and yes, even like general prologue. That's like a chapter. That's the first chapter. Yeah, I think so. So, um, one just like that. Indeed that choice tracks. It's yeah, it's very uh, very interesting. Like extremely interesting in my mind already. Just on that, but two, like some of these songs that come up, like. That we probably won't get into because I think I won't we'll be... only wind up getting into yeah. tracks one and two because yeah, of yeah. how long track two is. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh, like, there's just a lot of really interesting, like very, very dense and very intricate um, work work that's done here, and uh, I um. <laughs> See, this is like. If I'm not mistaken, it sounds like a hammered dulcimer that's like like octaved down like <laughs> to a ridiculous degree, and it makes it sound like a like it's just so interesting. This is one of the only times I really wish I had like an active face cam while doing these things. <laughs> There's been so many weird reactions throughout this entire list. Yeah, Evan can attest to that, but yeah. Um... I think I felt my bowels shaking at the, the tone of the first note of the song, honestly. Yeah, uh, I just think there's just, this is just so 
so unique and like just by like sheer like dint of like that is just worth it enough but um yeah like this is just such like an interesting and like um like scholarly work I think because I mean obviously uh to like make a track based on every story from from the actual work is I mean that's that's dedication that's this isn't some it like sure is that. put together on, you know on your weekend off or something this is like there was a lot of work put into this and um I just I'm just like really really impressed by it and I yeah, I, I just love I just love the way it sounds it's just such an interesting weird like melding of of like um just styles because you know this like old like medieval style and, and I think the the main thing about the Canterbury Tales is that it's not it's not like Beowulf or like or you know um the Odyssey or the Odyssey yeah yeah or, or like um uh it's not some big epic don't, don't go talking shit about the Odyssey no Odyssey is great yeah Lady sure Odyssey is. are absolutely uh, incredible pieces of literature of course but like the thing that I think is so special with the Canterbury Tales is its sort of basis in sort of like mundanity and like um, sort of the everyday um, and there is like an overarching story to to the tales but generally it's like it's like a slice of life kind of that's like the feeling of it. it's a slice of just medieval life and it's very interesting so it's like like American Beauty but medieval life Maybe, yeah, there you go. It right. actually literally follows the plot of American Beauty, actually. Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so you're saying the night's neighbor comes over and, head, yeah. yeah, he comes over and kisses him. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't feel that way. Oh, spoiler alert, if you've never seen American Beauty. Well, Kevin Spacey's neighbor kisses him after hating his, his son for uh, thinking that he was gay. Yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, dark. <laughs> yeah. You actually said the ending to that movie, though. At least yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Thora Birch is in it. Well, good night, everybody. I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, oh man. Um. Yeah, like I don't really know what else to say. Um. I. Uh, yeah, just like. Uh, I would say hats off to this to this work, but my my hat is under my headphones, so I have to. <laughs> Phones often. Uh, yeah, and then you couldn't listen to the music. So what would be the point of that? Yeah. So think, <laughs> think before you speak. Yeah. Um. I I just think yeah, it's just nice to cap off a dungeon synth list with Chaucerian myth. It's just um, it just makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. And like please anyone who's like never heard this or heard of this or think you might be interested but just don't know like please just listen to like you don't even like don't feel the need to like just listen to this from start to finish you'd be a madman to listen to this from start to finish it's very very long have you no no i've definitely like plopped in here and there um which i mean uh, the the maker of of these works i would be glad for him to tell me if that's off base if if he uh, um, prefers that the work be enjoyed from start to finish but the way I see it especially with something this long and dense is that is that like generally anywhere you jump in it's it's not gonna be a jarring experience it's just gonna be so like because Right now it's like a little slower and a little more minimal, but it like oh it goes in a lot of different directions. So like yeah, I've heard I've heard some of this I believe, and uh, boy it sure does, if yeah. memory serves. And for people who hate vocals, you're in luck because it's <laughs> like the rest of this dungeon sim stuff that you know, no vocals. There's vocals on the first one. 
on um you know the one oh um um what was it the, the moldy pony? yeah moldy pony yeah there's like deep oh. growling black metal vocals oh yeah yeah, yeah. so or screamy you know yeah like screamy peanut butter <laughs> so anyhow uh anyhow uh just Aaron Myth. round of applause what a fun night we've had here together in uh in the cardigan wearing natural cut home <laughs> I don't think we own a cardigan between us no. but um boy we've sure had fun I've sure had fun Evan have you had fun sure any of you had fun he doesn't talk not anymore not since the incident um but boy we've had fun my uh my views on Dungeon Synth have changed if only slightly um I thought you were going to say we sure have had fun my views on Dungeon Synth have not changed (laughs) I was considering saying that as a joke I mean it's yeah so um I don't feel like I need to make it my job to like convert anyone to being independent. You'll either hate it or love it. I mean, it's just devices. Let's just say, let's just say it like this. Hopefully, after this list, like myself, you will have found a better platform for understanding Dungeon Synth uh, than I had had when I said, "and quote, it is like being fingered at a medieval times." <laughs> yeah. Well. I think um, maybe as like a last thought of mine, I guess I could go out with just like, I think um, uh, one thing I would recommend is jumping off of Bandcamp if you want to search some other, some more, get into the more like uh, the deeper Dungeon Synth stuff, like the older stuff. Um, So go to YouTube and go to the channel uh, Dungeon Synth Archives and there you'll find like Jim Kirkwood and um oh goodness there's so much more old stuff on there that I think is like really intense and like is very interesting in its own way and and yeah like you know if you want to do your do your homework but yeah or don't do or don't doesn't really matter but we hope you had a good time I know I sure did at least kind of but I have beer to help thank for that. Get your foot out of my beer, you peasant. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure if I lived back in this time, yeah, I'd be a peasant for sure. Yeah, probably. Be a dirty, smelly peasant. Yeah, Chester. <laughs> Jeez. Good night. I would have been a giant. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'd have been an ogre. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, if you've been drinking and... Well, I was about to say if you've been drinking and driving. If you've been drinking, don't drive. Um, you know, stay at home and drink. Be depressed with uh with that with that uh bottle of Chardonnay you're thinking about having to yourself. <laughs> Actually don't, but you know, invite somebody over if you're depressed, for God's sake. Um <clears throat> but have a good night. And don't smoke meth. Danny VNCR and uh Red Llama. Later. Have a good night.